0: Welcome to Stars and Roses, the podcast that recaps The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise through the lens of astrology and the zodiac. I'm your host, Hannah Piper Burns, and I can't wait to give you the celestial lowdown on everyone's favorite reality TV dating shows. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello and welcome to Stars and Roses. I'm Hannah Piper-Burns and I'm the metaphysical anthropologist of Bachelor Nation. It's week two in The Bachelorette, which is the week we get to start uh, choosing this existential dilemma of like what altar would we rather be sacrificed on in terms of humiliation, psychological or physical? Would we rather be put in a humiliating circumstance where we need to perform and kind of rise above our ego identities? Or would you rather be put in a situation where there's like real physical danger? And I guess in John Paul Jones's case, it was both. I really thought that guy was gonna fucking eat it on the runway. Sidebar, John Paul Jones Of the speedo snap. Please, please, please. I need your birthday. I DM'd you. I'm sure you're getting a lot of DMs. So I'm not taking it personally that you haven't responded. Anyone out there knows John Paul Jones' birthday. Please let me know. Also, man, I don't know how you're going to go back to being a financial analyst after this. Uh, But God bless you and everything you're doing. You are, as uh, Hannah said... Kind of a talent unto yourself. Anyway, we also had the derby date, which was a mess. And, you know, honestly, they just pushed it too far in the sense that none of those men were good enough at skating to make it enjoyable to watch. And I really just felt a high level of anxiety the whole time, just thinking someone's gonna break their face, someone's gonna chip a tooth. I don't wanna see a bone popping out of any skin today, please. Thank you. Uh, I also wish we'd had a little more time with the Derby Dolls. One of the coolest parts about these kind of humiliation style group dates is that they usually bring in powerhouse women, quote unquote, to help so whether that's like women comedians if the guys have to do a comedy stand-up show so that would be like at one point it was like amy schumer for caitlin season or like leila ali the the professional boxer or the stars of the women's olympic soccer team or whatever it is you know uh these men have to uh deal with this sort of powerful feminine energy and there was a twist on that in the pageant with alaska aliska alissa and miss j and that's like wow so many dimensions of reality television converging onto one plane and i don't really know what that says about representation representation and power i think it's probably not something good i think it probably speaks to capitalism and like western white supremacist hetero patriarchy to assimilate and cook quote-unquote the revolutionary potential out of camp i'm thinking specifically of in terms of the met ball and drag and not that camp and drag are one and the same they not all drag is camp not all camp is drag but there is a venn diagram overlap between them and they are supposed to sort of speak Truth to power, and punch up. So when you put that in the hands of dominant culture as a tool, I don't really know what that does. Uh, but that that is not what we are here to talk about. And uh, beyond all that, I'm just really happy to see Alaska and Alyssa and Miss J because they're funny as fuck and they make everything better, including this fucking shit show of a pageant. And if you listened to last season, you'll know something about me that is pretty Virgo in line with my my sun sign is uh, I don't like it when people don't do the assignment and I'm okay with like a creative interpretation of the assignment like I'm I'm an artist I can get conceptual I'm cool with that but I don't appreciate dirty cheaters necessarily. Unless, and again, no blanket statements, but I don't understand why John Paul Jones didn't win the pageant. I don't understand why Jed, Blockhead Jed, who is somehow the worst of both John Mayer and Adam Levine in one, and might I add, the one of the worst, sorry, one of the worst dressed cast members definitely the worst dress still left i feel like i can say that confidently he should have won you know he put on the cowboy boots with the speedo which again i i I appreciate the concept he's not my type whatsoever but the fact that luke p won the mr right pageant fucks me up And I know it was the producers. I know those drag queens did not do me dirty. I really hope not. But I don't appreciate that his talent is emotional manipulation and open displays of narcissism. (laughs) And I don't appreciate that it was rewarded. Now... Luke, I mean, we might as well just start talking about the astrology of these dudes. As Alaska would say, these dudes. Uh, Because there's some interesting stuff going on. Luke is an Aries. And of the men who have risen to prominence this week, he is the only Aries among them. Uh, I believe that his birthday is April 8th, 1995. I'm going by him turning 24 in 2019. So if that's correct, then his... Mercury is also in Aries, which is fascinating. I mean, Mercury and the Sun are never more than 28 degrees apart, they're, they're close. Uh, so the only major, the, the only aspect they can really make is a conjunction. And it's not, I mean, it's not the most uncommon thing. My sun and mercury are conjunct. Um, but, and of course, conjunction, by the way, means that you're within, let's say 10 degrees. Some people say three It really depends on where you're coming from of each other. Uh, Often that means in the same sign. So uh, anyway, all of this to say that a lot of the male contestants who've risen to prominence this week have that aspect, sun conjunct mercury, which speaks to sort of this alignment with your purpose and your communication style. It speaks to sort of a, a, uh, a, a, an inner alignment that it it's possible that Hannah's responding to. So the contestants that have that are uh, Luke P, his son and Mercury are both in Aries. We've got Tyler C, whose son and Mercury are both in Aquarius. And uh, we've got Tyler G, whose son and Mercury are both in Gemini. And then Dustin K, whose son and Mercury Are both in Leo. So that's all super interesting. So the other people notable to talk about that don't have it are Cam. His son is Virgo. His Mercury is Libra. The other one is Jed. His son is Capricorn. His Mercury is Aquarius. So if you think about that, if that 28 degrees apart thing, so it's like if your son, like Jed's, was in Capricorn... Your Mercury could be in either Sagittarius, Capricorn, or Aquarius. That's it. So, again, the conjunction is not uncommon, but it is a, it's is—it's not like a given. And it is really, really interesting that almost all of the guys who are standing out uh, have that aspect. Super, super interesting. Luke... If we're going by the nineteen ninety five year of birth has a cancer moon he has Mars in Leo I knew that we had it in him that villain that's a villain placement if I've ever seen one and Venus in Pisces which is super super interesting um Pisces is an expander <laughs> Pisces is and maybe bad with boundaries i could say compared to something maybe like a sign maybe like capricorn uh and we're also seeing this sort of show-offy competitiveness that's very in line with these placements and that cancer moon that sort of like vulnerable emotionality that's almost weaponized and that's definitely a shadow, that's that's something that's attributed to sh- a shadow cancer, for sure. Um, if that birthday is not correct, if his birthday, if his birth year is 1994, his placements are, his placements switch around in some really weird ways, and he, basically all his planets are in Pisces, except for his Venus, which is in Taurus. His, there's no way his Venus is in Taurus. Let's just, let's just say that right now. If your Venus is in Taurus, you're not fucking telling someone you're falling for them 36 hours after y'all meet. I'm sorry. Uh, he, I'm really, yeah, I'm really deeply disturbed uh, that he feels entitled to rush this relationship. And I think what we're seeing actually in, you know, both Luke and Cam met Hannah on after the final rose. So they they established they established some connection with her very early and they established strong connections with her very early in the official show. And a lot of these guys don't really comprehend and and it's not just a gender thing. It happens on both seasons, Bachelor and Bachelorette, where you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And when you make a connection with someone early, you're often kind of bewildered that the show continues to go on, if that makes sense. And that they haven't just like stopped it and been like, oh, cool. I met you, you know, we're good. Like everybody can pack up and for better or for worse, for the first time ever last season, Colton kind of literally did exactly that. (laughs) So now there's precedent, which if a guy is already, entitled sorry (laughs) slurp slurp if a guy's already entitled like that's a recipe for disaster and that's what we're seeing and and in one way or another we're seeing it from cam as well and i'll get into cam in a minute but we're talking about luke right now and you're he's gonna start hitting a wall real soon i hannah what do we know about hannah we know she wants that real good reel. We know she likes to sing and dance when she, she's just, you know, she's a performer at heart. When she feels awkward, she leans on that. And we know that she... We know that she has a kind of push-pull relationship with being the Bachelorette. She's... and. It makes it makes me worried for her. And at the same time, I think her astrology might be the thing that's saving her. And let me be clear. I uh, This episode, I was sort of on a roller coaster with her where I was like, oh, Hannah, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then she was sort of course correct, and then she would sort of veer back. And in my interpretation of that astrologically is this playing out between that scorpio venus like when she talks about how she wants to just kind of lock in on someone and be like yeah it's you like that's a scorpio that's a that tractor beam mentality is a very scorpio venus trait that's classic classic but she's got that libra sun that likes to weigh its options likes to see all sides of things right and if her moon is in taurus that speaks to somebody who doesn't like to be rushed necessarily doesn't you know might might like to feel good in the moment but might not like to be rushed at the same time so hopefully that will help actually in this process keep her balanced because like it is not the bachelorette's job to pick the first guy who has feelings for her it's not You know, and it's not a competition about who has the strongest feelings the fastest, you know. And I think these guys, you know, get it in their heads that that's what it's about. And that's so fucked up. And both Cam and Luke have this, you know, kind of disgusting, if I want something, I'm going to go get it no matter what competitiveness that also speaks to massive, massive entitlement. Because the other person has free will. And it also, I mean... Again, it's an e- it speaks to the ego, and it speaks to it not really being about Hannah at all, despite what <laughs> they do protest so much. Um, let's get away from we'll get away from Luke for a second. Although I, I guess if I want to say anything else about the group date, it's that Hannah did a good job not picking Luke to get the group date rose. By picking Jed, she both rewarded some, you know, actual talent, I guess. And uh also I thought despite despite the fact that Jed called Alyssa Alaska and Miss J the drags and stuff, which like if just use their names, dude. I know you want to say the right thing. Just say their names. He had a really nice little moment with Alyssa, which was like, oh, like, I could see them doing a lamb chop style kids show singing songs together. I'd ship that. I would also totally ship Five Seas Mike and Alis- Alaska, sorry, uh, going on a road trip, like a Queer Eye style road trip where they basically just like get people to get their shit together. Just like get it together with Alaska and Five Seas Mike. I, who do I pitch these things to? I also think it was smart of Hannah to not give the rose to Luke, period. Like, I don't even care that Jed got it. I'm just glad that she didn't give it to Luke P because it was good to kind of give him a little shove backwards. It's a little, it's like a way of saying like, sorry, there's like, yeah, there's a bunch of other dudes here. And your feelings are not the most important feelings in the room. Mine are. I also very much approve of Hannah's first one-on-one date pick, Tyler G, and not just because he was very sweet in getting back to my ask about his birthday, but because I I'm just impressed. He's a bit of a dark horse candidate, especially with all the noise that she's sort of been having to cut through. And I really enjoy him as a person. He is a Gemini, which should come as no surprise because she immediately... Her first thing that she said was that they had a great chat night one. So yeah, that Geminis are ruled by Mercury, speaking of which. And Mercury is the communicator planet. So they're known for being communicators. A lot of rappers are Geminis. Donald Trump is a Gemini. Not all Geminis are created equal, but they do tend to have, let's say the gift of gab and Libra also kind of air sign for air sign. If there's something air signs are good at, it's shooting the shit. And so they all, uh, like air, air signs together, have a good time, you know? And like many of the contestants that are doing well, Tyler's, Gemini's sun conjuncts his Gemini Mercury, his moon is either in Aries or Taurus his Mars is also in Aries, so if he has moon conjunct Mars, that's also a really interesting uh bit of synastry His Venus is in Taurus, which I think is really interesting um and that might well, we'll see how it works out for him like I said Taurus likes to go at their own pace they don't like to be rushed. he seems very confident in himself, very secure. Taurus is very secure. when she comes to pick him up by the way, uh I don't know, I thought that like, hey look our rides here moment was very uh not authentic. And I wish she just like played it totally straight. Like my dream my dream is to just is to just pump up the absurdity of the show more. And that's kind of what I appreciate about Bachelor in Paradise, because it it allows for some of that. I wish it would go even weirder. So like my dream, in my dream, she's like on the couch or outside talking to the guys or whatever. And the helicopter is approaching and she's like pretending that it's not there. And she's just like playing it totally straight. And the guys don't know what to do because they're really looking to her for the cues. You know, she's in control of the situation and they're all performing. So like, they don't know what to do. And like, then their hair is like starting to whip around. Like, that's my, that's, that's my vision. Um, but that, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) She says that Tyler G looks like Tim Tebow but hotter. Which I will agree that he's hotter than Tim Tebow. On that, we are aligned. Um they go Mudden, which now like her whole her all-white ensemble makes a lot of sense. And with the like pink helmet and gloves, and by the way later in the second group date the derby date she also has a pink helmet and gloves and like pads which is super super aesthetic and a very libra quality and uh like i i love that i love that they go mudding i love that he is really impressed with her mudding. and uh yeah i love that she wore all white to get muddy that's that's just fun Also really interesting is hearing her reflect on her experience because, of course, she got the first solo date on Colton's season and she kind of choked (laughs) Um, and did better. I mean, she recovered and obviously we now know she got the group date rose. She went on to be in the show for for a while longer. But it's interesting to hear her talk about it. And uh, I also thought that the the dinner location which is you know sometimes it feels kind of like random or like they just yeah they just like picked an antique shop or a uh you know arbitrary rooftop in LA but this is the the roof of the Roosevelt Hotel under the neon sign which made you kind of think about like Empire Records and yeah I was feeling it in the moment kind of actually a cool location one thing I'll say about Hannah is that she loves a motorcycle jacket, preferably a pink one, but this particular time she's wearing a black one, which again, not to belabor the like Sandy from Greece thing, but is so play tough, cute tough, that it just it really, I can't tell if it grinds my gears or if it tickles me. It's in that liminal zone between them, right? they talk about their dreams of course they're gonna push the dream thing a lot and she says i love that she says most girls dream about being a doctor or you know having a hair salon and for those of you who don't know her father owns a hair salon and i thought that was really adorable i love hannah's dad i think he's amazing and i can't wait to see more of him on the show Uh, She says her dream is to be a mom, which is great because she lives in Alabama and she doesn't have a choice. (laughs) Sorry. Wow. Yeah. What are you going to say? And she wants to help people and find her husband. Dreams. Dream, 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 dreams. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Cam is like getting increasingly crazy eyes. And he's already cashed in the validation card. If you listen to my podcast last season, you'll know validation is one of the words on the bingo card. It's one of the like take a shot words. And week two is really early for that shit to happen. Um, let's talk about Cam since we're here, and you know, might as well. He is a Virgo. His Mercury is in Libra, so he. Uh, his Mercury conjuncts her sun, which is probably why she appreciates his terrible raps. His Venus is in Leo, which makes a lot of sense. He like really wants to be the center of attention. And his moon is in Scorpio, which uh, could sh- point to his intensity and the emotional intensity that is kind of coming off of him and freaking everybody out. And his Mars is in Aries, which is a competitive placement. So all of that makes a lot of sense. You know, he's got that competitive thing. Like, y'all's toes don't matter kind of thing. Um, And he kind of loves being... That Venus in Leo means, you know, he wants her beam of sunshine on him and him alone. And he'll manipulate the situation to make that happen. And Virgo, Sun, you know, like I said... And again, astrology is not pathology. I have met a lot of Virgo, Virgo men that have control issues. They really need to feel in control, one way or another. And um, you know, it's also maybe that's an unfair thing to say, but I I feel like that 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 Virgo Scorpio combination of sun and moon is like a very zero chill placement, especially when socialized masculine. That's what I'll say. Now, the other men who've sort of emerged as front runners are, well, we can talk about blockhead Jed, uh, who, like I said, not my type, uh, and he's just got—he dresses terribly, terribly bad, dad, bad. bad. Um, Jet's got interesting, very interesting astrology when it comes to Hannah. His uh, sun and Mercury are not conjunct. His sun is in Capricorn, and his Mercury is in aquarius and that's really interesting to me i feel like he and tyler c are sort of the most chill towards the process towards the journey so to speak you know like you know jed walked in on hannah giving luke a massage and could have been really shitty about it you know we set the bar pretty low For the way the men act. And he, you know, he was pretty generous. He made a joke out of it. He said, you know, yeah, it's probably hard for me, but it's harder for you. I thought he played that really well. And clearly she got really upset. Because, yeah, she's a Libra. She didn't like to upset the apple cart. His, he's got an Aries Moon, though, which can speak to impulsiveness it can speak to it also speaks to independence it speaks to uh confidence his venus and mars are both in capricorn and i think that's really interesting because well that just this combo of aquarius and capricorn is not exactly the same as colton's but it's really similar Like, it's an interesting... It's like a couple clicks off, you know? Um, Colton was an Aquarius sun, and I want to say that his Mercury, Venus, and Mars were all in Capricorn. So... And I feel like that's an interesting... I like that combination. It's an interesting combination of sort of tradition and innovation if you want to think about it that way they're they're both ruled by the same planet which is saturn and we'll see i feel like jed could go far because i feel like a lot of the kind of spark that happened between hannah and colton uh could happen here between the two of them and then we have tyler c who is an aquarius sun taurus moon aquarius mercury cancer mars and a pisces venus so that's interesting both he and luke p have that that placement cancer mars is also an interesting placement and you know i love that (laughs) the thing i love the most about tyler is that even when he's like i'm really he's got like major matthew mcconaughey vibes to me uh very very that kind of sleepy and even when he's mad even when he's like i'm i'm so pissed right now it's like you're sleepy your eyes are half shut you know he just seems sort of disconnected emotionally uh which is something we just we ascribe a lot to aquarius um i'm really interested you know rising signs are impossible to know without birth time we can maybe get close. If we know, you know, like certain, certain things about the time of birth, like general time of birth and things like that, like where the sun was. And I went to this great astrology workshop in LA about a month ago. And one of the things that we talked about was how the rising sign is sort of the mask you, the easy mask that you fall back on, you know, cause we're really complex people. And there's a lot of different people inside of us that have like different priorities and talk to each other in different ways. And I think that's a really great way to think about astrology as well. It's like all these plant, you know, it's like all this kind of consciousness inside of you and it's all talking to each other in different ways. And, and we have different level of understanding. We hear, we can hear some things better than we can others. And it's always changing. So I wish we knew more about that in terms of the cast. There's only so much we can do. And I just feel like Tyler C, yeah, he comes off as as really casual. <laughs> um but those that Venus and Mars to me means he's capable of like that's watery. Like he's capable of some like really water really deep deep emotion like i said pisces venus is is expansive it's empathetic it's compassionate but it's also um not good with boundaries you know it just wants to make everything more and bigger and um but that Taurus moon that's like a solid uh head on your shoulders placement and it might be the same as as hannah's um, like I said, her moon is either in Taurus or Gemini. I'm thinking it's a Taurus though. <laughs> um, so that's really interesting too, that they mo- might, uh, you know, they have that air sign kind of considered classic compatibility. And I, like I've said, Aries, which is Luke's placement and Libra are oppositional and, I think that's creating some really uh, interesting friction between the two of them where it's like, yeah, they're like, they can't fucking keep their hands off each other. Let's face it. The other guy I want to talk about is Dustin Kendrick who got the second group rose. He was willing to sacrifice himself on the altar of physical humiliation. Dustin, I'm really glad that you're okay. Um, I like a lot about Dustin. I love his nose piercing uh, I think he's got pretty good style, uh, and he. What I like about him, he's got really interesting placements. He's a Leo Sun, Leo Mercury, uh, and like I've said, that could be a villain placement. But in his case, he's got this. Uh, well, his Moon could also be in Leo. It could also be in Cancer, and I think it's. I think it might be Cancer. His Venus is also in Virgo. And I think both of those, like that Cancer moon, Venus Virgo, that explains why he's quieter. That like tempers that Leo extrovert center of attention nature. That sort of owning the moment, owning the spotlight. He is really confident though. Like he, he, that statement of like, I shine in my own way is a total epitome of of his placements because it's like, he knows that he shines. First of all, that's Leo, the sun whose rays are all ablaze with ever loving glory. Does not deny his majesty or spurn to tell a story. Um, cancer is slower to open up. It's like a crab. They got a shell. And Virgo is critical. Virgo uh likes to get all the information, likes to analyze. It's uh it's it's also a humble sign. It's a sign that likes to be of service. So it doesn't like to be the center of attention. So uh necessarily. So I think unless you're Beyonce. Again, no blanket statements. But to me, that, you know really quiet confidence is supported by these placements that's what i want to say about dustin so uh a couple of really great things that happened this episode was uh of course when cam showed up at the at the second cocktail party like post-date cocktail party for the group date And then, like, one by one, all the men came to talk to him. So he was doing his in-the-moment interview, and we see Tyler C. from, like, a distance over Cam's shoulder approaching the camera. So cinematic. Like, whoever figured out how to get that shot, whatever, like, producer-camera person combo that was, like, really, really, really well done. It was a beautiful moment. Uh, And... Oh, my uh another great moment was I want to say is it's is it Grant? Yeah, Grant the Taurus. He's the one uh who made the sausage party entrance. He, you know, I don't think he's going to he might make it to paradise. You know, he seems like she's keeping him around for his good energy, which he has plenty of. I love the moment where they're putting on the speedos and they're like, "Who's Ha, who hears Warner Speedo? And he just goes like, Maybe, maybe. Uh yeah, he's uh if you don't already, you should definitely check out uh Benny Drama's uh Instagram videos on like what it's like dating each sign. Uh Taurus Seasons reminds me of Grant a lot some stuff i really hated about this episode poor fred willard get fred willard out of there he's he doesn't know what's going on it's just sad now it's they got to find somebody else get Jimmy camel back right you know literally fresh blood um you know really anything involving cam or luke p like all of this all of this stuff are major red flags like luke You know, anyone who interrupts you to say, like, my feelings are 100% real, you know, that's a red flag. It's a red flag. Anyone who gets you to sit on their lap while they're trying to pump the brakes, it's a red flag. He has boundary issues, and those chickens seem like they're coming home to roost real soon. So I'll leave it there for now. And uh, meet you back here next week. In the meantime, if you have any birthday info for me? Stars and Roses underscore podcast on Instagram. DM me, or if you just want to chat. In the meantime, thank you for being on this journey with me, and I can't wait to see where it goes.